Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from Psalm chapter 70. Now this is a unique psalm, and here's why it's unique. It's actually attached to Psalm 71. Some manuscripts have Psalm 70 and Psalm 71 as one complete psalm. So we don't really know if there was a mistake when these were separated out or if this was David's original intention for Psalm 70 and Psalm 71 to be separate. But this is at the end of what's called Book 2. There are five books of psalms that mirror kind of the five books of Moses. And so these psalms track through historical periods in the life of Israel. And so you kind of get this hope that develops throughout the Psalter in the five books of the Psalms. But this psalm is attributed to King David. And we know if if we connect Psalm 70 to Psalm 71, we know that David is advanced in years. So there's this urgency for God to deliver David. Once again, David is in some type of scrape of some kind. David's life was filled with drama, as, as you could tell. A lot of intrigue when you're a leader like he is. A lot of people come after you. And so there are people trying to slander David. And so they're trying to bring David, not only try to hurt him or destroy him, but they want to bring him to public shame and disgrace. And you'll notice in this psalm that David asks that God will do the same to those people, that God will bring those people to shame and disgrace. Now, there are people that seek David's ruin. You'll notice this in the psalm. Here's a contrast you'll pick up. There are people that seek the ruin of David, And then there are people that seek God, and you'll see that in this psalm. So you're going to get this invocation where David cries out to God, he wants deliverance, and he expects that God will intervene in his situation. So these are just five verses, but five very powerful and beautiful verses that maybe you can make your prayer at a time when you need God's deliverance. One thing about the Psalter is it matches our life situations. God forbid you're ever in a time when people are trying to slander you or take you down. But this is a psalm you could pray as your own personal prayer. If there's ever people out there that were trying to besmirch your good character or trying to shame you or disgrace you, you can make this psalm your own. So let's read through verses 1 through 5 of Psalm 70. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be put to shame and confusion who seek my life. And let them be turned back and brought to dishonor who delight in my hurt. Let them turn back because of their shame who say, Aha, aha. May all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say evermore, God is great. But I am poor and needy. Hasten to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer. O Lord, do not delay. So once again, I told you the reason he is saying, God, don't delay is he's running out of time. He's getting older. He's getting to the end of his life, David. In verse 3, you hear people making fun of him, saying, aha, aha. Now, that's kind of weird. People, you know, don't say that today, but people might say, like, in jest to us, well, isn't that just terrible? Kind of being a smart aleck. Well, that, that's what's coming across here. They're being smart alecks. They're taunting David in his hurt. These are people that delight in the hurt of someone else. Now, it's kind of a, a bad trait if you think about someone that would delight in the pain and the anguish of another person. So they want to bring about dishonor, and they want to bring about shame, 
And he's calling on God to flip the table and do the same on them. We see that happen in the Bible sometimes when someone is seeking to take someone else out and evil and God turns the tables. I think about Haman and the story of Esther. Haman, who had developed these gallows, had them built to kill Mordecai, and it would be on those very gallows he would be killed. So God turns the tables on the enemies at times. And this is what David is crying out for, for God to turn the tables. I think you'll notice, too, this idea of lack of self-reliance. This concept that we in ourselves can find answers and can be self-sustaining, and that's just not true. I mean, when you think about the life that we have in us, the life that we have is a gift and it's fragile and it can be gone in a second, in an accident, or from a horrible disease. If we don't sustain this life, if we don't cherish this life, if we don't eat the right kinds of foods and get enough sleep and, and drink plenty of fluid, we, we will die. So we know that life is fragile and there's only one being in the universe that has self-sustaining life and that's God. That's why Jesus could say he is the resurrection and the life. He can give life. Jesus has self-sustaining life. The Father and the Spirit have self-sustaining life. They don't have to draw any resources from anything else. They don't need anything. And they're the only entities or the only being in all the universe, God, who can give us the life that we need. So this psalm is drawing out this idea that we are not self-sufficient. When he says, I'm poor and I'm needy, he's not saying he's literally poor. We're just poor in, in everything. And we need God's sustaining power in our life. So if you think about it, there's really two approaches to life. I mean, think for just a minute. We can attempt to handle everything, life's adversities and curveballs, through self-resourcement. Uh, we can try to deliver ourselves and our own power and our own you know, thinking and conniving to try to work situations out. We can look to ourselves, we can look inward, or we can look outward. And I would think the psalmist is telling us to look outward for the answer to our problems. Psalms, all, all the, as you notice the Psalter in particular, Psalms of Lament, where there's, there's lamentations. It's always about looking outside to God for help, crying out, Lord, do not delay. Come and rescue me. And the ringing note on which the psalm begins and ends, this psalm specifically points to deliverance beyond what David can muster. Even though he's this powerful king, he's mighty indeed. He's a, he's a great warrior. He says it, make haste, O God, to deliver me in verse 1. Then he closes out in verse 5, you are my help and my deliverer, O Lord, do not delay. We are not self-reliant. So if you get anything from today's reading is that we are not self-reliant. We need to turn to God. We need communion with God. We need the life of of God coming into us. I mean, just think about your own life for a minute. On what do you rely moment by moment? What do you truly rely on in your life? True communion with God is the lifelong process of growing more and more deeply in dependence on, upon God and learning, learning from Him, leaning into Him, trusting him, counting on him, and growing in your faith and your relationship. But to get to that point, we must see ourselves the way David sees himself, 
I am poor and needy. I hope you see that today. You are not self-sufficient. You're probably like, man, you're really building my confidence here today. But we need to, to face this. We are poor and we are needy. And we, we may be cocky right now at the moment. Things are going great. And we're riding high. And we know at any moment the tables can turn. And we need to be humbled at all times with our reference toward God, outward God, deliver us in times of good and times of peril. So David, once again, in his wisdom, has directed us to some deep truths we need to understand. We are not self-sustaining. We are not as powerful as we think we are. We are weak and frail. We are fragile, and we need God. So today, let us thrust ourselves upon God and his tender mercies and his promises and live in that as we walk in our daily lives. God bless you. Hope you have a great day. 